Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about G Suite. In particular, I'm going to talk about apps like Gmail, Google Drive, including Docs and Sheets and things like that, Google Calendar, and Google Meet. And I'll also touch on some of the third-party integrations that you can use with those apps, as well as how they integrate with each other. So before I get into some of the details of what those things can do, I do want to point out that when I'm talking about G Suite and the functionality it has, I'm talking about the G Suite basic plan, which is the first level of paid plan, six or seven dollars a month per user. So if you have a free G Suite account and you're looking around at your stuff and going, hey, I don't have all of the things or functionality that Brandy was talking about, it's because you're on a free account, I'm on a paid account. And so that's what I'm basing this podcast on. And if you're not sure if you have a G Suite account, if you have a Gmail address, like something at gmail.com, you have a G Suite account. You might not realize it, but you do. (laughs) So you do have access to all the things I'm going to be talking about. You just might not have all the integration capabilities and you might not have, like, for example, as much storage space or things like that. So keep that in mind. And then let's, let's dive into it a little bit. So when I started my business, I was using all Microsoft stuff because I was coming from the corporate world and Microsoft is what I knew, what I was familiar with. So I started using that for myself. The problem became, the big one was that the Microsoft applications were pretty consistently crashing my computer. (laughs) In particular, the Outlook app, because I had so much email. It, yeah, it was slow to open, it was slow to work, and then it would just crash, and then my computer would crash. So that was kind of one of the things that started happening. The other thing is that I had all my documents stored on my computer. So if something were to happen to my computer, all of my files would be gone, which that's a huge, a huge business risk, right? And so I started looking at cloud storage solutions. And I did look at the Microsoft stuff that was available at the time, but for, I needed kind of a lightweight solution. And at the time, Microsoft didn't really have that because of course, their their focus of their business was on large corporations. And I had a, I had a free G Suite account, which at the time wasn't called G Suite. And I thought, you know, this this whole Google thing, this might be the answer that I'm looking for. So I did, I did switch over. It took me a little bit longer than in hindsight (laughs) it should have taken me. I wish as soon as I decided that Microsoft was not going to be working for me, I wish I had just paid for um, the paid version of G Suite. I tried to use the free version for a while that caused some other problems. (laughs) I won't go into that today, but if you do want to know about like the things I did that I wish I hadn't done, 
just to try to save a few bucks, let me know <laughs> and I'll tell you all about it. But I did eventually pony up the, at the time it was $4 a month back then for my paid G Suite account. And so, like I said, I want to talk about Gmail, Google Drive, and Docs, Google Calendar, Google Meet, and then integrations. So let's start with Gmail. So the nice thing about Gmail is that with a paid account, I can actually connect my my professional domain email. So even though I'm using Gmail, it's still coming from my domain. They're they're linked up. And also I can create aliases and I can link up other domains to that same account. Uh, so just as an example, so I've got my, my real primary email address, but I also have aliases for things like, for example, I would have support at blgbusiness.com. Or if I was doing some sort of event, I might set up a temporary alias that had to do with the event that was like maybe the event name at blgbusiness.com, things like that. And I can have 30 aliases. So I don't always have to give out my direct email. I can give out these other emails, but they still get delivered to my main inbox. And then I can reply to those emails, either from my main email or from one of those aliases. So that comes in super handy if I need to delegate my email account to my VA. So then when she responds, she can respond as an alias I've set up for her, um, as opposed to responding as me and then having the confusion of people thinking it's me responding or, you know, maybe she signs it with her name and says it's sent on behalf of, and then, you know, it's just confusion. So I really like that about Gmail. The other thing I really like is that in terms of functionality on desktop versus the app, they're really, really, really close. On the app, you can't access as many of the settings, but in terms of just how things work and how they look and how they're laid out, it's really, really similar. So it's nice when there's that consistency across different platforms and devices. What else do I love about Gmail? I can, I can set up folders, which are technically just tags, but the folder concept makes more sense to a lot of people. And I can create kind of automations that automatically filter emails into those folders or filter them based on some sort of search criteria or the person's email that I'm receiving it from, anything, anything like that. It helps me kind of maintain an inbox zero state. And then I can just check things in folders as I have time. I really love that. <laughs> the last thing I'll talk about with, with Gmail for now is the ability to have your conversations in your inbox. And this is a controversial one because I know lots of people who hate this and they're like, how do I turn this setting off? But I love it. <laughs> it, it can automatically group email replies together like as a conversation as opposed to just showing every single email chronologically in your inbox. So like if I have a back and forth email chain with somebody that's 10 emails long, they're always grouped together in one line and then I can expand them to read the individual emails. I like that because then you can, it's easier to see the history, especially if 
somebody, you know, they reply, but then they delete a bunch of stuff underneath it, or they forward and they delete a bunch of stuff underneath it, then you have to go searching for that old email. Whereas because they're grouped together in a conversation, I can see everything there. Now, some people really hate that. And so you can turn that off. <laughs> but so I, I appreciate that you can have either or, but I do really like that grouping. It just, it makes my life so much easier. So I'll come back to Gmail when we're talking about how the apps work together, but let's hop over to Google Drive for a second. So Google Drive was probably the, the biggest reason why I switched over to a paid G Suite account from what I was doing initially, especially compared to the free version of G Suite. So the free version of G Suite right now, you get 15 gigabytes of storage space. On the, on the paid version, like the first level, you get 30. So I have subsequently had to purchase more storage space just because as my business keeps going year after year, I just have more files. <laughs> <laughs> so I have had to purchase more space, but initially um, 30 gigabytes was plenty. And the main reason for that was something that I know not everyone knows, but it was kind of a game changer. The Google Docs files, like Docs is the Word version, Google Sheets is the spreadsheet, uh, Google Slides is like the PowerPoint if you have files inside your Google Drive that are saved and stored as the Google format, they take up zero space. So you could have 5 million Google Docs in your Google Drive and you would still have the full 30 gigabytes of space available. So <laughs> you have 30 gigabytes of space for non-Google formatted files. So what I did and it, it took me a while and I still once in a while come across a file that's like an Excel spreadsheet or a Microsoft Word document and then I like oh I missed converting that one so what I did because I had everything in Microsoft format I converted everything over to Google Docs format so all my Word documents were converted to Google Docs the Excel spreadsheets were converted to Google Sheets the PowerPoint presentations were converted to Google Slides. Um, I think that's probably the main thing. So now in my drive, the thing that's taking up the space are things like images, uh, videos, and PDFs. That's probably like, well, 99% of my storage space is being taken up by files like that. All of my spreadsheets and documents and presentations are taking up no space. So if you're wondering why you might use Google Docs formatting for your files, that's a big reason why. <laughs> so you get far more storage space than technically like the 30 gigabytes that you're paying for. So that was a big reason why I switched over. The other reason um, so remember at the start, I was talking about the big risk I was taking by having all my files stored locally on my computer. So there was the risk that I would lose them, but it also made it more difficult for me to work because everything was on my laptop. So if I 
needed to go somewhere else and work, I had to make sure I had my laptop with me. With Google Drive, because all my files are stored in the cloud, yes, they are synced to my laptop. So even if I don't have internet access and I'm just working on my laptop, I can still access and edit the files and then they'll just sync when the internet comes back. But if something were to happen to my computer, if it were to get stolen or if it were to die, I can just go on some other device or a computer and just keep working away because I still have access to all my files. So those two things with Google Drive probably kind of sealed the deal for me from switching to what I was doing to using G Suite for my business. So just a quick note um, about the Google Docs format. I was hesitant to convert initially because being used to Microsoft and all the functionality those programs had, I did recognize that there was going to be things that I could do with a Word document or an Excel spreadsheet that I couldn't do with the Google version. So, you know, I sat down and I was like, okay, well, what really are those things? And a lot of them were kind of like bells and whistles type things that once I started using the Google formats on a regular basis, I realized I didn't really miss. There were, you know, a couple things here and there, but here's the thing about Google is that since then they've made lots of improvements and added lots of functionality. So I would say as of right now, there is probably with one tiny exception, there's no function, no functionality that I, that I don't have right now that I was using in the Microsoft formatted files. And they keep adding in neat little things all the time. So if that's the thing that's holding you up, like if you, if you're saying to yourself, oh, like Google Docs can't do everything that Microsoft Word can, uh, I would challenge you that, of course, the functionality is not the same, but chances are <laughs> the things that Microsoft can do that Google can't are probably things that you're, that you're not using. So <laughs> I would challenge you to that assumption. I think, so that's Drive. And of course, like I said, I'll come back to that when we're talking about how all these things work together. But let's hop over to Google Calendar for now. So Google Calendar um, was probably the thing that I used the most on the free version, even like outside of email. I just really needed an online calendar to keep track of my life for personal <laughs> purposes. So when I started using the paid version of G Suite, I moved all my stuff over to my business calendar that needed to be there. And I like the thing, the things that you can do with Google Calendar. So I like that I can have multiple calendars within one account and then they can kind of layer over each other. And if you're wondering why you'd want to have multiple calendars, isn't it more efficient just to have one calendar? Not always. <laughs> because for example, my, my main business calendar, so that has all the events that I 100% need to attend and that need to be blocking off my time. 
but I have other calendars for other things that I want to be able to see laid over top of my business calendar, but I don't necessarily want those things to actually block off my time. So if there's events or things that I might want to attend, but if a client needs to meet or something, I don't want that time to be blocked off for them. I have like a optional events calendar. And so those things go there. So that's just, that's just one example. Um, and things can be color coded, which is super, super handy <laughs> when you are looking at everything overlaid and you kind of need to know, okay, which ones um, are for my true business events? Which ones are these optional events? I've also got my personal calendar added in. So, and they're, and they're a different color. So I can see, okay, these are personal events that I have to make sure I don't double book for. I've even got my husband's calendar in there so I can make sure that if he has important appointments that I need to be available for, again, nothing gets double booked. So that comes in extremely handy. If, if I had to use, if I had to switch today to something else, some other calendar solution that didn't work exactly the way that I can make Google Calendar work, I might be a little bit lost day to day. I might not know um, whether I was coming or going or where to be at what time. <laughs> Honest to God. So the multiple calendars is a must have for me. Uh, the other thing that is really handy is time zone stuff. So if you find yourself having to travel a lot, maybe not at this exact moment in time, but in the future, <laughs> if you find yourself having to travel, but you're still having meetings while you're in other places, especially if you are crossing time zones. So there's a setting in Google Calendar that allows, like, basically it tells your calendar, like, hey, if, if you're in a different time zone, switch your appointments to display in that time zone. Um, because then you won't be missing things or you won't have to worry about converting the time in your head. That, that I know for me has been very important because we were traveling quite a bit to different time zones and, but I was still working while we were traveling, which always includes meetings with clients or discovery calls or doing live streams or webinars or things like that. And so it was very, very important for me <laughs> to show up on time or to not miss things. So letting Google switch the time zone in the calendar for me made sure I was getting reminders at the correct time. And that if I just happened to look at my calendar, I just knew when I had to be in certain places or when I had to show up for things without having to convert the time in my head. So it was displaying in the local time. That was, that was a lifesaver for me. And then in general, I just like the interface of the calendar. It's pretty clean and you have control over what you display, you know, like the monthly view, the weekly view, just today, things like that. It's just, I find it very, very user-friendly. So that's the calendar. And so last, I want to talk about Google Meet. Um, so if you're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you might know it by Google Hangouts or even maybe Google Meet Hangouts. 
Google has been transitioning from Hangouts to Google Meet. And so there's still a lot of documentation that says Hangouts. And I know they rolled it out for the paid, the paid accounts started seeing the stuff about Google Meet first and the free accounts were still seeing stuff called Google Hangouts. <laughs> so confusion, but Google Meets equals Google Hangout. <laughs> so they're the same no matter what you see or hear, or even if I mess up and say the wrong thing. Uh, so I'm talking about Google Meet. So Google Meet uh, has come in really handy because it, it's super simple to use. If you, it has all the basics that you need to have a meeting with someone. So like you can send invitations and you can do that in Meet or you can do that, you know, by setting up a calendar invitation. I'll talk more about that in a second. You can share your screen. There is a chat function. You can, you know, mute. If you're the host, you can mute, turn off people's cameras if you need to or boot people out. So the functionality is there. If you are worried about performance, I've found, I've found generally the performance is pretty good. I have been in meetings with people who um, have been like in transit, like they're driving somewhere. And so we're just having a conversation and we're using meat to have that conversation I know people might be like, oh my God, that's, that's so not safe, but it's not like the person who is driving and holding their phone and staring at me. They just have the phone like on the dashboard or on the seat beside them. And they're just talking to me like we're having a conversation <laughs> as if I was in the car with them. So don't, don't worry so much about safety. But in that instance, because the person is moving and hitting different cell towers and stuff. And so once in a while, the signal would drop. So their video would shut off to kind of, cause it's, it's smart enough that, so instead of the person freezing up, it tries to minimize the amount of data required to keep the call going. So it would like turn the camera off. So it was just working on audio and then we could keep meeting. If it got really bad, then yes, the, the call might drop and they would um, just get kicked out of the meeting and have to come back in. But overall I found it, very, very reliable for meetings. The, the other thing, so right now, Google Meet is allowing people on all paid plans to record meetings. This, this won't be true forever. This is a COVID thing. So once, I think they said that was going to last until September 1st. So we'll see what happens. But if you're on any level of paid plan and you, and one of the things you were missing was the ability to record calls. You can do that actually with Google Meet right now. I just don't know how long that will last, but it has come in very handy. It automatically saves to your Google Drive account. So you don't have to worry about like saving a file to your computer or like wondering where it's gonna be. It just gets saved to Drive automatically. So that kind of segues into a little bit of how these apps work together. So like I mentioned, if you record a Google Meet, it automatically saves to your drive. So that's super handy. If you wanna set up a Google Meet meeting, <laughs> you go into your calendar, you create an event, you add the emails of the people who you want to attend, and then there's a button that just says add video conferencing. So if you click that, it automatically creates a Google Meet 
room, I suppose, with the link for people to join. And so that information gets sent to people in the calendar invite. So there's no confusion about what's the link? Are we using Zoom or are we using phone call? Or it's just in the calendar invite. And of course, when you're creating invites with your calendar, you can set notifications and reminders. You can set more than one. So people will get those. If they have email reminders turned on, they'll get emails. If they have desktop reminders, they'll get desktop reminders. But you can set that. So hopefully your people will show up on time. Then let's talk about Gmail with Google Drive and the documents. So something you can do with Gmail and Drive, if somebody emails you an attachment, you can automatically save that to your Google Drive. So instead of downloading it to your computer and then saving it somewhere in Google Drive, there's just a little button that lets you do that. And then you can also tell it where to save it. So that's super handy for keeping your documents organized and also not potentially having duplicates of things because you might download it to your computer and then you upload it to Drive, but there's still a copy on your computer. And there's always that, oh God, did I save this somewhere? Or was this my only copy? And then you maybe save it there again, and now you have three copies. <laughs> so that comes in super handy. The other thing, so if you're using any of the Google Docs to collaborate with other people, whether they're other users in your business, or people you've shared files with, maybe you're working with a VA or maybe you're the VA working with a client or just working with a colleague on a, on a project or something. So say you are working on a Google Doc together. You're you know, writing some sort of plan or proposal or something. So in Google Docs, which is something we didn't really get into, if people are commenting and tagging each other and things and saying like, oh, should we change this paragraph to this? Or, oh, does this number need to be updated? So when people tag you in a comment in a document, you get an email about that. So that part's always worked that way. But what used to happen is that you would get an email saying, hey, somebody tagged you in a comment or somebody replied to your comment and then you would open the doc and respond there. Now what you can do is you can actually reply directly from that email. There'll be a little space for you to type. You can see the, the comment stream and then you can type your comment and hit reply or resolve it or whatever you need to do without opening up the document. So that's really nice. It just saves you a few clicks and, let, and lets you work right from your inbox if you're kind of going through emails without having to open anything else. So that's, that's something that's fairly new that I really like. Um, the other thing, which, so let's go back to the Google Docs for a second, because I kind of talked about the storage space and being able to work like online in the cloud from any device, but I didn't talk about some of the features of the actual Google Docs themselves. So some things that are really handy for collaboration, uh, is that you can comment to other people. And so just general comments, whoever owns the document will get a notification that there's a comment, whether you tag them or not, because they're the owner. But if you tag a specific person, 
they will, even if they're not the owner of the document, they're going to get a notification. And so that just might be, you know, something you need clarified. You can also tag them and actually assign that comment to them as a to-do that they have to do. And then they can come back and mark it as resolved when it's fixed. And then did you know <laughs> that in documents, if you've shared a document with someone, there's actually a chat function that appears and you can chat with that person about that document. I mean, technically about anything, but you can chat about that document while you're working on it. So if you've ever had an experience where you've been working with someone at the same time on a document, maybe you actually had to also have a video call or a phone call or some other chat function open to talk about it as you're working on it. Well, you don't need that anymore. You can chat right inside the document and then that chat is saved so that if you ever need to go back and reference any kind of discussion you had about something, it is in there. And so that is something I know not a lot of people know about. So there's another reason to love Google Docs. All right, so that is my favorite apps with G Suite and how they work together. Now, of course, that's that list is quite short. There are tons of other things that make up G Suite as a whole, but those are the ones that I use pretty much on a daily basis and the ones that most business owners would be using the most. So now I want to move on to third-party integrations that add in some extra functionality that maybe Google doesn't do or maybe Google does, but not quite the way that I need it to and I need, you know, just something else or something a little bit extra. So let's talk about some of those third-party things that I use all the time. So one of the big ones is automations. <laughs> so if you, you've probably heard of Zapier. So that's a tool that essentially connects two applications that weren't designed to integrate with each other directly. Uh, Zapier acts kind of like that little bridge that connects them. And it's all based on if, if this happens, then that happens. So it's if, if this, then that. And if you're wondering, oh, that sounds familiar. There's a similar app called IFTTT, if this, then that. So there's Zapier. There's also another service called Integramat, which does the same thing. And then there's yet another one. Oh, there's tons, but of the ones that I've used, Zapier, Integramat are probably the ones I use the most. There's also one called Automate, um, which I haven't used in a while. I find myself using Integramat more and more. It's quite techy um, and the, lear the learning curve is a bit high, but the more I learn about it and the more things I realize I can do with it, the more I use that. And so I use these automations for, for things like, oh, when I get an email from a certain person, then create a task in my like task management software. Or if I, if you've been on my blog lately, <laughs> there is a recent post. If I get an email that has to do with a payment I've received, it sends a text to my phone and the custom text tone I have is the cha-ching noise. So my phone cha-chings when I get paid. So that's a fun one, <laughs> but I can't live without it now. Things like when 
an appointment is set up in my calendar for like a potential client discovery call, then create a task in my task management software. Because of course, if a potential client books a call with me, there's some prep I need to do before meeting with them. Uh, things like that. There's tons of automations I've used in the past for like different needs that were temporary, but those are the kinds of things that I use on an ongoing basis. So Zapier and Tigramat uh, are big third-party tools that I use. I also have a Zoom integration that I haven't been using as much lately because I've been, I've found that I've been using Google Meet more and more. But if I did need to use Zoom, there's a Zoom integration with Google Calendar. And so basically it adds in the same functionality that Google Meet has with the calendar. So you create your, your calendar event and then you click on um, add video conferencing. And then if you've added in the Zoom integration, you'll get a little drop down, and it'll ask you to select either Google Meet or Zoom. And if you pick Zoom, then it will do the same thing that Meet does. It will create that Zoom, Zoom room, Zoom meeting for you with the link that then gets included in the calendar invite for people to click. So it has the same functionality. So if you're a Zoom user and you're using G Suite, go to the Google Marketplace and install that Zoom integration. <laughs> it is super, super handy. So some other things that I use. I have, so I use ClickUp for my task and my project management. And one of the reasons why I picked that, one of the many reasons why I picked ClickUp is because it has a Gmail integration. So if I click on an email, I can click the little ClickUp button that shows up in my email and I can add it to, or I can add it to my, to ClickUp as a task. So I can just easily turn an email into a to-do. Or, and here's the other thing that when I was using Trello, it didn't do this and I wish it had. So I'm, I was really happy to discover ClickUp did this. I can choose to add that email as a task or I can choose to add that email to an existing task. So if I want, if there's more information coming that I need to get into that task so everyone knows all the details, I can add that email to an existing task. I don't have to like copy and paste anything. So that was, I was super excited when I found that out. Um, the other thing that I have integrated with my Gmail is a tracker. So most of the time I don't, I don't care if somebody has opened or read an email, but once in a while there's something kind of time sensitive that I need to, partly for my own peace of mind, but partly because of, you know, the time sensitivity of it, I need to know if the person has seen it because if they haven't, um, maybe they're on holidays or maybe it just got, you know, lost in their inbox. And so I want to know, should I, you know, follow up a second time or even a third time? And so I can see, I have an integration called Mail Tracker that I add in or that I have added in so I can see if an email has been opened or not. Now, of course, it's not perfect because different people's email programs work differently. So 
just because somebody has actually maybe looked, they might have read it, but on my end, it looks like they haven't. So it's not perfect. But if they've read it and not responded, and I think they haven't read it, that's still worth sending a follow-up to be like, hey, knock, knock, don't forget about that email I sent you. So I've got that. Then I have another, another app. It's a replacement for something that uh, no longer works for free. <laughs> and it's a it's an appointment scheduling tool so there are times when you're emailing with somebody and they're like hey let's set up a meeting and most of the time I just send them my calendar link to book an appointment but that that doesn't always work because sometimes you know something really urgent comes up and I want them just to be able to pick like from whatever time, because we just need to talk. But if I sent them my calendar link, maybe the next few days are all blocked off. So we have to set up something manually, but I don't want to do that back and forth dance. You know what I'm talking about when you're trying to book, find a time, a date and a time with somebody. So with this, it, this appointment booker, it's from a company called Cloud HQ. So they have a whole bunch of different um, applications, but if you go to Cloud HQ, you'll find the appointment booker in there. So basically, what I can do is I can, right within the email, I can say, okay, select some appointment times. And so it connects to my Google Calendar. So it, it connects with Gmail and Google Calendar. So I can select some times that I would like to meet. And then it inserts those times in the email. And then people can just kind of click on the one that they want to book. So it has the same functionality as if I had sent them my calendar link, but I have more control over the times I select. So I need that once in a while, not all the time, but when, when I need it, I really, really need it. And speaking of Cloud HQ, it also had, like once I installed it for that appointment booking functionality, uh, I also found out about a bunch of other things it does. And one of the things that it can do is it can allow you to attach other emails to an email which if you're an outlook user maybe not the web version of outlook but the old like the desktop application uh version of outlook this is something you could do with outlook which is actually one of the things that i used to use a lot with outlook and then couldn't do with gmail so if i had to do that it was just finding the old email and forwarding it to the person and saying, here's that email I was talking about. With CloudHQ, I can have the ability to attach an old email to a new email. So then, you know, they can open it up and see it right there. So I've used that a couple times so far and it's come in super handy. And the last thing I want to talk about in terms of third-party integrations is just kind of at a higher level because G Suite is so widely used by people in terms of like an office suite, productivity suite, business management, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I've never been entirely sure what kind of category uh, G Suite fits under because it does so many different things <laughs> within it. But it's one of those things now that because it's so popular when other people are designing their software and, and going, okay, what, what are the big apps out there that we need to integrate with? 
Google stuff is always at the very, very top of the list. Um, so if somebody is creating some sort of calendar or online booking software, what's the first other thing that they're going to integrate with? It's going to be Google Calendar. <laughs> it's almost always going to be a Google product. Or if it's something related to email, what are they going to integrate with? They're going to pick Gmail first almost every single time. So anything that has to integrate with the kinds of things that Google does, those developers, those applications, they're going to pick the Google stuff first. So just to give you kind of a really high level idea of, of what my Google account integrates with. So my calendar booking software, which I use book like a boss, but other, you know, popular alternatives might be Calendly or Acuity or you can book me like those things all work with Google Calendar. My task management software, so I talked about I use ClickUp now, works with, you know, it's it can sync up with Google Calendar. It also integrates with Google Drive, so I can I can upload or not upload, that's the wrong word. I can link or attach my Google Drive documents or folders to a task so it's easy to access stuff. I used to use Trello and Trello integrated pretty much exactly the same way with Google. Some other, you know, things like Asana integrates, you know, pretty much any kind of task or project management software, Todoist integrates with it, things like that. If you are using what else? Oh, like an electronic signature software or service, you know, like HelloSign is probably the most popular. If you have your documents saved in Google Drive, there's a HelloSign integration. And then you can just send your documents right from Google Drive and, they, and you can insert the HelloSign places for people to sign or initial and send it. So, and then it saves itself back to your Google Drive. So those are just some of the reasons why I use and love G Suite for my business, which brings us to the end of today's episode of BSing with Brandy. So if you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. And that is Brandy with an I, not with a Y. There you'll also find show notes and links to all of the resources that I mentioned today. And while you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.